Hello there, and thank you for joining me on the podcast today. People in our lives, people in my life, people in the life of my family, people in the life of my marriage. That's my topic. You know, we all live our life in public. We all share our life with the public. Some people are closer to us than others. Some people have a profound impact upon us. Some people have a very limited impact upon us. It varies, but we all live a life around other people. It's kind of like that book that uh, was written by Hillary Clinton, it takes Hank's garden to raise a family. You know, there is some truth to that. It takes a variety of people. It takes a variety of individuals that pour into our life as a family to raise us and to make us what we are and what we become and what we can become. You know, today I had the occasion to attend a funeral. Funeral of one of my former secretaries. Now, I've had many very excellent secretaries, and she was one of the first-class secretaries I've had. So it was a very uh, moving experience to say goodbye and to participate with about 150 people to say goodbye to her and to well-wish the family. But that's the influence of somebody on my life. She had a profound influence on my life as a secretary. And you can look back over the years of your life, too, to see people who have played different roles in your life and then the impact that they have had on you. Well, in this funeral today, I had occasion to share a thought with uh, the audience and to reflect upon the life of this young lady. And I chose the words from a piece of poetry to um, put the uh, influence of this lady's life in perspective, not just on my life, but on many, many other lives. She was a lady of influence. She was a powerful lady, a very important lady, and very leadership-oriented lady. The piece of poetry I chose was this. God gives us flowers in the summer so that we will have memories in the winter. Well, I use that verse and that piece of poetry in this context. I turned to the husband to bring it to his attention to say, you know, you have had your years of summer. You've had many flowers, flowering experiences. You've had many people in your life that have served as a flower to you and to your family. And the audience of 150 people represented the flowers of his life, the flowers of the life of that family. And it was very easy for him to see the contribution that was made to his life by these people and others that were not even there, but many others, I'm sure. But then I was able to turn to him and say, you know, you now enter a new life, a new phase of your life. It's called the winter. His wife was gone. He now lives life alone. And it's the winter of his life. But he has memories. That's why we have flowers in the summer, so we have memories in the winter. And encourage him to think in terms of these people that were in the audience as his friends his, have poured into his life and that they continue to pour into his life through the memories that he will have of their time together and the ways in which they interacted together as friends. But I think that kind of puts it into perspective for all of us. You know, we all have people in our life, and we build memories. We build experiences. We build a, a life, so to speak. But we know ahead of us there's going to be a winter. There's going to be a time when these people will be gone. The flowers die. The flowers wilt. The flowers go away. We move away. People move away. There's times when all we have left is the memory, are the memories of the people who are uh, have been part of our life and who will continue to be part of our life, but in a very limited way, in a very different kind of way. So it's true. We all have a time of flowering, and we have a time of memory. But that causes me to uh, say something else, and that is, what about the people who have poured into our life? What about the people who have poured into the life of our family? The people who have poured into the life of our children. People who have poured into our life as an extended family. 
Who are they? What kind of people are they? Well, what I'd like to do is just divide it into three types of people, just for perspective, okay? First of all, I'd like to say there are people who are encouragers. You know, these are people who come into our life periodically and for brief periods of time and encourage us. They're the people who send us birthday cards, perhaps once a year only, or send us a Christmas card, maybe once a year, or maybe send a gift at times of graduation or a special event of some kind, a birthday, an anniversary. They encourage us. They're not in our life deeply. They're not in our life frequently. They're not in our life on a day-to-day basis. But periodically, there are people who come into our life who encourage us. Sometimes they've only been in our life for one contact, one visit. Other times there are people who are encouragers that are in our life over an extended period of time. But their influence has been just to give us encouragement to move forward and to come out of a difficult experience and move forward in our life. To give us hope. You know, to give us kind of a a sense of future and that goals are possible to achieve and that the goals that we set up for ourselves are possible to achieve. These are people who are models. These are people who are examples to us. These are people who provide a way of life that we would like to emulate and become. Teachers often play that role in our life. Professors play that role in our life. Pastors, ministers, youth leaders play that life, that, that role in our life. That role of encouragement. Now, let me flip that around. Are you a person of encouragement to others? Do you play that role in the life of another family or another child or another adult or parent or whomever? Are you a source of encouragement to others? We all need that. We grow from our people in our life who are our encouragers. They strengthen us. They give us hope. They give us purpose. They give us that sense that we can make it. It helps the endurance of life, if you will. So first of all, yes, there are encouragers that in our, who are in our life and play a very significant role in our life. But then there's a second kind of person or type of person, and that is what we call the positive influencers. The people who really not just encourage us, but really influence us. Influence in our decision-making. Influence us to maintain the faith that we have. Influence us to maintain the value system that we espouse. Encourage us to maintain a moral lifestyle. Encourage us to rise above the circumstances of life and the difficulties of life and move forward and become successful and become achievers. They are often family members. They're often scout leaders. They're often Sunday school leaders. They're often pastors, youth leaders, teachers. They're people in our life that they live a successful life and they teach you and encourage you to live a successful life yourself. I can think of many positive influencers in my life. A Boy Scout leader, a Sunday school teacher, a youth leader that I've had. I can think of a few coaches. I think of a few professors that were in my life at a certain point in time a critical point in time, who made a comment or said something or sat down and talked to me and just unfolded an idea and encouraged me to move forward and to take a course of action. I'm a psychologist today as a result of two or three people who at a particular point in time pointed me in this direction. These are positive influencers. So let me flip it around. Are you a positive influencer in the life of others? Do you have people in your life that you influence on a regular basis or a frequent basis and encourage them to live a life of honor and respect and integrity and 
success and achievement and to meet their goals? Are you a positive influence? Okay, that's number two. Here's number three. The people who invest in us. The people who actually invest in us. Sometimes it's they kick in the money to send us to summer camp so that we can go to camp. They pay the way. Or we may want to go on a a short-term visit to another country with a church group called a mission type of event. And they invest, they pay into us and help us pay the way to have that kind of an experience. Or what does that help us pay for college? Make a contribution to our college fund. Set up a college fund for us and contribute. Often these are parents or grandparents. Often these are people who are close to our family life. You know, people who have a more intense involvement in our family and in ourselves personally. They are investors. They actually give of themselves so that we can succeed. I think of people in my life who have invested in me at critical points in time so that I can move on in my educational plan, that I can move on in my leadership uh, development, you know, that I can move on in uh, the way that I become a professional person. There are people who have invested enormously in my life. Time, yes. Money, yes. Words of encouragement, words of direction, words of support. Times when it's been tough and they have been there to say the critical words of encouragement that were needed at that moment in time. You know, we've all had our times of difficulty. We've all had our stress moments in time. We've all had our moments of great depression, if you will, and sorrow and stress and trauma. The investors are those that not just pass a word to us or send a card or make a telephone call. These are the people that actually come into our life and stay there until we move through that particular crisis or that particular trauma. They invest time. They invest their own energies. They invest their own skill. They invest their own wisdom. They invest their own experiences so that we, so that I can move forward in my life and you can move forward in your life. They invest in us and we become strong and good people and responsible people and successful people because of the investment of others. So again, let me flip it around. In whose life do you invest? How do you invest in somebody else's life? How is somebody else better because you have given something to them? You've given your time, you've given your money, you've given your wisdom, you've given your experience. Are you an investor in the life of somebody else? I hope so. I hope you've been the investor in the life of many different people. Many people will succeed only because other people have invested in them. You think of kids that are foster kids. You think of kids that are adopted. You think of the kids that have no parents and live kind of independently on their own. Who invests in their life so that they can move forward and be successful? Are you a person that invests in others as other people have invested in you? That's the question. So, thanks for joining me today on this uh, little podcast and think about it from the point of view of people who have come into your life and become part of your life and have contributed you know, to your life, you know, as well. Let me refer you to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. In that uh, website, I have a list of books that I've written. And I want to point this one out to you. It's called Kids Alive, Kids Alive. Here's a book that gives ideas on teaching values and teaching social living skills to children. It's written for parents. It's ways in which you can help your child develop the values of living and become successful. It's a book that I think you could use, especially if you have younger children. So as a parent, you may want to 
pick that up and read it and get some ideas as to how you can develop the values and the skills of social living with your family and your kids. Bye for now.